Hello, ladies, and welcome to the High Capacity Woman. I am so excited this morning because we have this beautiful woman, and you are going to be so blessed by this businesswoman this morning. But she's more than the businesswoman, and that's what the high capacity woman is. She is not the person who does it all and does it all at one time. Uh, you know, a lot of times we have bought uh, a bill of goods as women that we are to be this uh, superstar. But we are superstars in our own right. And this woman this morning is a superstar. I'm bringing her on because I want her to tell you who she is and how she did it. So let's welcome to the High Capacity Woman Show, Miss Victoria Johnson of the Power Salon. She leads, she's powerful. She's strong, unforgettable. She knows what she's about and she's building from the inside out. And she's a high capacity. Welcome to the High Capacity Woman Show with your host, Barbara M. Littles. Hello, everyone. I find it a privilege to have the opportunity to speak to my sisterhood today, and especially from an interview by one of my main sources of sisterhood, Barbara. Thank you. Thank you so much. You mean so much to myself and my entire family. I call her one of my husband's other wives. God sent, you know, uh, to help our family and and other mothers that and father, her husband, Fred, has been such a blessing also to our family. So thank you. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you for being here, Vicki. And, um, you know, when Vicki talks about our families, uh, we're going to talk a little bit today, too, about the village. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I remember moving to Michigan over 30 years ago and and Vicki and Dwayne and, and her family became a part of our village and we became a part of theirs. And together we built a village. And so today yes. the high capacity woman exists, Vicki, because I really want to bring the village of sisterhood back mm-hmm. and understanding that we each have something that we've been given by God. Yes. And so I want to be able to share Mm-hmm. The wealth of information that you have as a businesswoman mm-hmm. and as a woman, because you know we've lived through some things. Yes, right? yes. Things. Oh, so yeah. I'm going to share today, uh, audience, and um, I want to tell you a little bit about Vicki. Vicki started, or her interest was in cosmetology at 12 years old. Now, that in itself is very unique. Although usually what we're interested in shows up as a child. And she went on, she went to uh, attend at Michigan State and she went to Farrell Beauty School and she's going to tell us about that journey. So Vicki, tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into cosmetology. Well, um, seriously, I, I was 12 years old. I'm the youngest of four children. And I've always loved dressing up watching my mom, my aunts, my neighbors look beautiful. And I've always had a heart for African-American women because I thought they were always so beautiful and graceful, but they handle the world on their shoulders. I can remember my grandmother used to come and stay a month, sometimes three months with us just to help my mom. And she would come from North Carolina. Uh, My grandmother had 10 children. This all happened after she raised her children and they went, you know, got married and went their way. So she found herself no children in the house. So she would help her children raise her grandchildren. She came to Michigan and she stayed with us. And my grandmother allowed me to roll up her hair at night and she would uh, 
let me take it down in the morning and she would let me comb it and put her invisible net on. And and she actually would wear her hair. She wouldn't touch it. And that helped build my confidence. Like, oh, she really likes her hair. And she really thinks it looks good. And my, my grandmother was meticulous. She was like a size, I would say seven, eight. And she would wear the pressed pencil skirt and blouse with the gloves and the purse and the pearls. So we're not talking about somebody who did not dress well, or didn't care about her looks. So that started building my confidence. And I've always had issues with my hair because my hair was soft and fine and difficult to do. And I just always felt like I wanted to be the remedy to my problem. And my problem was my hair. Even in high school, I was in my 11th grade. My mom said, well, if you're really interested in cosmetology, let's look into it. Because at that time in the 70s, they had uh, courses that you could take in high school and come out with your cosmetology degree. But even though that desire was strong there, I was still, uh, I, I feel emotionally immature because I was still very connected with my friends and influenced by my friends. So I didn't take advantage of that. I decided that, oh, well, cosmetology, I can't get away from my parents. Uh, (laughs) So (laughs) I wanted to get away from my parents. And so I went away to college and found out I just hated it. I didn't dislike it. I hated it. You, I want everyone to hear this because as women, as we are navigating our lives and helping our children to grow and mature, we recognize that people have different paths. Yes. And it's important for us, Vicki, to help our children as women yes. to find the path that's right for them. Not necessarily the path. I had to learn that lesson to find yes. the path that's right for them and not necessarily what we think. And and they will be successful. And even the way they get to that path. Absolutely. And so I went that year. I have to figure out what I'm going to do because there's no way I can ask my dad, who only had an eighth grade education, that took care of us royally by working two jobs and paid my first year to college. How can I ask him after he sacrificed that to pay for me to go to cosmetology school at that time? What God put in my pathway was an opportunity to work for the car factories for the summer. And so I worked for the car factory for the summer um, from like May to October. I saved all my money and I paid for cosmetology school myself. And the amazing thing is at that time, it was a thousand dollars and a thousand dollars was a lot of money to me in 1977. So I went to cosmetology school and did well, met a young lady that um, helped lead me to the Lord where I got saved and, and, and so forth. But cosmetology school was where my heart sang. I would go there and um, just, just be excited and, and want to do and learn everything. But I was still disappointed in a way because back then cosmetology school did not include a lot of services pertaining to our hair. And that amazed me 
And it was not a lot of cosmetology schools that were the the education was directed towards African-American women, except one. And at that time, I didn't know about that at the time. It was called Elma's Beauty College. And that was in Detroit. The school I went to was in Ferndale near my home in Highland Park. So I went on that journey. But thank God, um, after getting out of cosmetology school, a door opened up where I took on a position at Hudson's, uh, which was a large department store. And they housed a salon. And in this salon, they were approached by a woman who was offspring of uh, Soul Scissors. Her name was Carol. She brought a program to Glenby International, which was the salon in Hudson's that specialized in African-American hair. And boy, oh boy, I felt like, I mean, the most blessed woman in the world. So your heart began to sing. Oh my gosh. Now I'm hearing something, Vicki, that you've said, and that I think is extremely important when people are talking about business. You were saying earlier that you went in and your interest was, you know, you talked about your hair Mm -hmm. and you want it to be a remedy to your problem. Yes. And, And that is so important because really business is about being an answer to a problem. Yes. It's about being an answer to a problem. So here you are recognizing, you know, I want to be the answer to the problem in reference to my own hair. Mm-hmm. I'm out here and I realize that there's not really much out here for African-Americans. Right. And now you are having this experience. Yes. And you know what, Barbara, you brought that up and, and just something came to me when you said that. Me wanting to be the answer to my problem put me in line with God to walk into areas where I would be educated to answer that problem. I think your motive is so important. And even along my journey, my motive got lost. Wow. I have have to admit that. Well, we we are going to talk about that because this is the real meat a lot of times of the things that we don't talk about mm-hmm. and we see everything. We tend to see the end product. Yeah. We don't understand the journey. Yes. And so part of the high capacity woman show is to show people what is the journey mm-hmm. because if people don't understand Vicki, the journey, the potential journey. Yes. They'll get discouraged and quit. Oh yeah. Oh yes. And oh yeah. You have to decide from the beginning that there's no quit in you. Yes. I love the fact that you said, you know, I've always had to check my motives along the way. Yes. And I would say that as a businesswoman, that's true for me. Yes. And for businesswomen who are, who, whoever, is they're honest with themselves. Yes. You better check your motives along the way. Got to. So, Have Vicky, to. as you're in this process, I want to remind everyone, okay, so Vicky is married. She has a husband, Dwayne, who I just love. He's an attorney. <laughs> and so, you know, we're comrades, all right? Mm-hmm, yes. And, uh, she has two beautiful children, two beautiful daughters, Candace and Monique. And she's a grandmother. Yes. So this woman, Victoria Johnson, has lived through her marriage. She mm-hmm. has her own business. She has daughters. She has grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And so I want you to understand in this journey of life, mm-hmm. everything doesn't happen at one time. No. And Vicki, I think it's so important for us to say that to women. Yes. Because a lot of young women are battling with, you know, I want my own business, but I have a family and I have small children. 
And I know your story in reference yes. to things that you had to put on hold or do. Yes. yes. And I want people to know that, but eventually mm-hmm. get to the place where you're supposed to be. Well, you know that song, I'm Every Woman. Yes. N- not at the same time. <laughs> Say that again, Vicki. Uh, that song, I'm Every Woman, that is not the truth. You're not every woman at the same time. Yes. There are seasons. The seasons that occur prior to maybe the actual vision are all seasons of preparation. Talk to us about the season of preparation because mm -hmm. that's the season now that I'm finding a lot of people want to skip. Exactly. So I got out of school. I got married. I had opportunities to go to New York and study. I had opportunities to observe how real corporations run their business and specifically in the beauty business, i.e. Glenby International, who uh, took on my favorite learning season, which was Black Harriet's. I was a part of Black Harriet's. I saw how they handled clients and how they processed the business, how they recruited, what they were looking for, all those things. All those awesome treasures were tucked away in the back of my mind. And then after I became pregnant in 1980 and had my first child, the season changed because when I went into the cosmetology field, I wanted to be this fabulous cosmetologist star that serves (laughs) the, the stars and all that, you know, John Mitchell's and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, Paul Mitchell, he was a celebrity hairstylist. That's what I I was aiming for. So after working for Glenby International, having my first child, um, there are so many things that happened in that process because I saw something when I was at Glenby International that was not right. Mm -hmm. And I ended up writing a letter to the president to write that wrong. And so they were so impressed that I did it, that they wanted me to become the salon manager. But my husband did not want me to go back. He wanted me to be at home with my daughter. And I prayed and the Lord said, stay at home. And I was hot. I was mad. (laughs) I I was so mad. I love you because you are telling the truth. The things that we don't speak so, okay, so you're hot because you, because you yeah. got, this I mean, you know what I might, if I'm going to help people, I better be honest or just get off this call. I was, I know I was very mad. I was mad with God. I was mad with my husband because I thought that that was wrong. How about me? My dreams, me, me, me. Uh, he said, do as your husband asks. I said, okay. I said, I tell you what. And I, and I talked to the Lord just like this. If I stay at home, I'm not going to solicit not one person. Because God knows we needed the money. My husband, he wasn't a lawyer then. He was working for the state. I wouldn't solicit. And I left a growing clientele. That's the thing. Sometimes in the height of opportunity and what we're doing, when our life and our business is fueled by faith, sometimes there's a shift and we might not like the shift. Didn't like it at all. So tell us about your shift, Vicki. After I calmed down and accepted the answer that God gave me, I would go out shopping or, you know, after Monique became a little older, maybe about three or four months. And people that I was servicing at Hudson's, 
would come up to me and say, are you still doing hair? Blah, blah, blah. And uh, I said, yes, but I'm doing it at home. Oh, can I come? You know, and I'm like, yeah, I guess so. I'll, I'll get, I mean, just miraculous things happen like that. People called me. I, I found your number. Uh, can I come get my hair done? I had over 300 clients. Wow, Vicky. And even, even in the midst of that, God answered a prayer because I wanted to be the celebrity stylist. Yes. In a roundabout way, God allowed me to become the stylist for one of our leading uh, newscasters in Michigan. And that was Doris Bisco. I remember. And I was working in my basement. She was with me for a while and then she stopped. And right before she retired, I also uh, serviced her for about six years before she retired. And when she was doing those hat commercials, I was responsible for doing her hair. Wow. So, you know, it went full circle. So God gave me a taste of the celebrity type of stylist that I had always wanted. But he also gave me you know, more than I asked for and sent clients, whole families would come. So how, tell us, Vicki, how did you go from that to being, to having your own salon and tell us, cause I know that your salon is set up a little differently than the average salon. Yes. One thing that the Lord placed in my heart, even after I, like I said, my, to me, my golden job was Glenby International. And uh, then he sent me home. Then after Dwayne finished law school, Dwayne kicked me out. He said, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh. He said, no, I'm sick of this. (laughs) Um, I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, I I had kind of settled in and enjoyed it, you know. Okay, this, I'm going to be working out my house. And so he said, no, no. Um, You know, because people kind of, the lines got blurred. And, and the truth of the matter is, is that um, I was not able to grow as a stylist because usually what happens is that your product providers, they will have classes, they'll tell you about future conventions coming. And so me being in the basement, I, I didn't get a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a lot of that business connection because a lot of times they don't take you seriously. Uh, a lot of people in the basement, they're not licensed. Their salon is not set up properly in terms of what the state requires. And I even looked into that and there's no way I could deconstruct my home to accommodate the proper way that a salon was supposed to be set up. That was a season, but that's not a season that God intended for me to stay in. So go on. I eventually got into a freestanding salon. Those are salons that you see in your neighborhood. And so I'm not one that jumps around. So you almost have to kick me out. The last salon that I was working in. And so what happened one Sunday after church, I was, this was like in 1994. I went up to Pastor Merritt at that time, just to tell him how I enjoyed the service and everything was just so awesome. And before I could open my mouth, he laid hands on me and I fell out under the spirit for four hours. Two of those hours were at the altar uh, at Straight Gate and other two were at home. And I knew it was nothing but God because <laughs> number one, 
I've had encounters in the spirit before, but also Monique, my oldest daughter was like 16. She had just gotten her license and I was definitely scared of her driving. And so when the Holy Spirit said to me, get up and let Monique drive home, I'm like, I was still under the spirit. And I'm saying, no, she can't drive. And the Lord said, I'll put two angels on the front ends of your car. And let her drive home because I was too drunk in the spirit. So I I literally saw that's the first time I literally saw angels. So when I got home, the Lord downloaded to me the plans for Glamour Salon. Now, I must say that Bishop Merritt also had asked me previously to that time, why don't you have your own salon? And I think that was when my kids were in middle school. Nah, mm -mm. my kids are young. You know, I don't have time for that. I I made up some excuse, but that was the seed. He said that to me like in 90, 92, something like that. So sometimes we have people that will come along at different points in our life Mm -hmm. and they'll plant a seed. And at the time, and when we say seed, for for those of you who don't know, we mean they'll plant a thought. Yes. An idea. Yes. In our spirit. And sometimes initially we can't receive it because we don't see ourselves there. We hadn't really thought about it. Big, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. But that person who really has been sent to really plant that seed. Yep. And what we find out is over time, it gets watered and it grows and it comes That's to it. There you go. So let's fast forward because I want people to know as you started your salon and you put your salon together, you wanted your salon to be different. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about for the next few minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, what that means. Mm-hmm. So ladies, I want you to take out your note, your notebooks, mm-hmm. get your latte, refresh your latte, your coffee, your, your tea. Mm-hmm. And we're going to take notes mm-hmm. in our next segment because mm-hmm. she's coming with some golden nuggets. Vicki, we're back and we're ready to take notes. Wonderful. Well, um, just a little correction. Uh, This is not how I wanted to run my salon. And I'll I'll go over that. This was God's plan. Because even when he told me, when he slayed me in the spirit and said, I want you to open up a salon, once again, I argue, we don't need no more Christian salons. It's enough. (laughs) We don't need no more salons. Because I always said, to myself and to others, I did not want to be a salon owner. Really? Sure did. Sure did. I always said that. So uh, when God slayed me in the spirit, told me to get a pen and pencil, he said, I need you to write this down. He said, I want it to be a team concept, a team concept. This was in the, the 94 when people weren't even talking about team concept and the business realm. He said, I want it to be a haven for my women of God to come to feel my presence. And it's going to be a blessing for those who come and those who work there. I want you to be able to provide health insurance, pay vacations, a paycheck. I want them to be able to make a fair living off of their salaries But I also want them, I want the clients to see you all functioning as one. 
So that is why I, you know, I cannot take credit uh, because that's taking glory from God the way it is set up today. And I'm going to tell you what happened. The gates of hell came against us. Okay. And that's where you and Fred came in because I was looking for financing. I had the CPA for the city of Detroit make my business plan. And I took it from bank to bank to bank. And I'm like, Lord, you know, because I, I, I have never been this way before. And they said, no, no, no. And one day I was talking to you and Fred and Fred said, I know somebody because his involvement in 100 black men. And then that's when God used Fred to get in touch with the VP of MBD Bank. And this man told the manager of the bank to make sure I got this loan of $50,000. And he had never seen me a day in his life. So I want people to understand how important Vicky connections are. Yes. Let me please. tell you a little bit of, about that. You remember when you said you had, um, at one time you were doing hair and, and mm-hmm. it was on hat commercial. Yep. Okay. So that gentleman, Actually, we knew him because I had worked at HAP and he was on the HAP board. You know, my husband has a way of confiscating my friends, right? Yes, yes. He was on the because he, he's he's a major connector, right? He's saying wow. everybody. So he was on the HAP board. So really, you had connected with the company. Wow. Without even knowing it, that he was sitting on the board of, and when that came about, he probably did say to me, "He's over the bank." I wow. said, "Yeah." And so my husband said, "Look, let's get in touch with him." So connections are really important. Yes. Understand in your business, make sure that you are generally connecting with people because you yes. never know, Vicky, who has what you need. Yes. Or who and you has have to... a connection to what you need. So ladies, first note I want you to take down is be a remedy to a problem. If mm-hmm. you are not a remedy to a problem, you do not have a business. Number That's one. That's right. That's Number right. Number two, make sure that you, if you are a person of faith, that your business is fueled by that faith and that you're hearing from God if you're a faith person. If you're not, then make sure that it's being fueled mm-hmm. in a faith in- environment. Okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, make sure that you're playing team, not only with team, with the people who you're creating your business with, but mm-hmm. people outside of your particular business. And I'm going to have Vicki talk about that because yes. I know that she's connected with a lot of people outside and number four, make sure that you are connected with people, not mm-hmm. trying to be connected, but genuine connections. Yes, exactly. It like you came and said, we were genuinely connected and was like, oh, this person needs help. Oh, Vicky, mm-hmm. right. this is, you know this person. Right, right. right. So he, he gets involved. Yeah, he gets involved. I get the initial 50,000 and we're on our way and we're on our way. But right before we get ready to open Vicky gets, you know, I, I don't know, arrogant and switches the system. Instead of opening up like the team concept, I opened it up as a booth rental. Okay. This ladies, listen to this because she's getting ready to spit out some gold here. Remember, she said she already got the idea. And this is what happens sometimes. We get the idea. God's given the idea, the plan. She already mm-hmm. has a plan. Yeah. But then she decides, I'm going to kind of do what I'm used to. There you go. Come on. All right. I'm going to do what I'm used to. Mm -hmm. So my unique selling proposition, Mm -hmm. what we call our unique selling proposition, our USB of our business, which Mm -hmm. was makes your business different from everybody else's, 
Mm-hmm. He's getting ready to throw it away. Go ahead. I, I flushed it down the toilet. I flushed it down. So, yes, the the salon, every chair was filled. Um, you know, clients were coming to the door, but it was hell, hell, hell. It was no unity. The spirit of togetherness was not there. Um, clients were not being enriched. And so the the atmosphere was so toxic. I had to have friends of mine come in and we prayed and just anointed things. And God told me to shut it down, reopen it the way he told me to, because mm, he was in control and it was a reason for all things. Okay. And this 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 almost makes me cry. But go okay. ahead. Yes, because imagine this. You open your business and then God tells you shut it down because that's not what I told you to do. Now, you can have you can make a choice. You can continue to go on, okay? Mm-hmm. Or you in your mind because you're thinking all the things you have to do to shut it down. So you did shut it down and you did start over. Mm-hmm. And tell us what happened and where you are today. Okay, so let me tell you about the start over. So I called a meeting, had everybody come in, and I repented to them, and I told them I repented to God. But this is how God wanted the salon to open. You all are to be employees, because the Lord showed me that when you are dealing with a booth rental situation, everybody is ahead. And he showed me, he said, anything with that many heads is a freak. And he showed me a picture of a serpent. He said, we have to be under one head. And so I said, this is what I'm offering. You can be an employee. You can come in at a certain pay level. Make a long story short, it was only me, one other hairdresser. And mind you, it was eight hairdressers. So six left and it was two front desk people. So it was four people. That was in 2000. And we're here in 2021. And I thank God for the obedient spirit that I had, because if it had not been for that, I mean, I would not be able to, Dwayne, after being at uh, the first building, wanted me to purchase my own building. And I'm like, no, mm-mm. I don't want to do that. Here I go again. No. Another no. I'm I'm telling God no. You know, he sends them no, no. That means I'm gonna have to pay more money. I'm gonna be responsible. That's more responsibility. I don't want that. So God started working with my heart. I said, okay, Lord, if I if you want me to open up my own business, I mean buy my own building, I need to have a relationship with the bank because I didn't want to go through what I did. So about two months later, out the blue, I get a letter in the mail saying, you have been invited to be a part of Key Bank for Women. And this was a a program that Key Bank, uh, which is an SBA lender, was opening up to mentor women in business. So Monique and I went through that for two years. And without any down payment, they were willing to fund me to buy my own building. So I went through the program. They funded me a half a million dollars to buy a building and to fix it up. Uh, This building allowed me and two other businesses to coexist in this building, where I am today. 
Wow. Now tell us where you are, Vicki. Tell us where your salon is. Okay. Uh, the salon is at 28801 Southfield Road in Lathrop Village. And I love being in Lathrop Village. It is such a friendly business community. And this is in Michigan. For those of you who are in Michigan, for those of you mm-hmm. outside of Michigan, you come through Michigan, yeah. stop by the salon. But let me say this about the salon over the years. Um, and we, you know, we're coming to the end of our, our broadcast, but I just have to say this. What you said initially in terms of God giving this to you and he wanted it to be a haven mm-hmm. for women. It has been a haven over the years. Yes. Not only are your stylist and yourself highly skilled. Honey, you make us look like, you make us look like queens. You are a queen. Well, yeah, that's right. But what mm-hmm. I remember most is all of the women that came through that I consider to be high capacity women that were out in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Someone, someone that, that weren't, they were home, but they yes. were working because you know, women work from home. But what I remember most, Vicki, mm-hmm. is how as women sat in your chair, Mm-hmm. And they sat in the chair of the people in that salon. Not only did they come out looking beautiful, but you ministered to their soul. Yes. And yes. I remember going through in my business at one time and trying to make a transition. And, you know, women, at times we go through and, and we get depressed. And I really was was depressed. Oh, yeah. I was sitting in Vicky's chair, honey. And by the time I got out, mm-hmm. <laughs> I oh, had yeah. My spirits, my daughters who are grown mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. remember sitting in your chair. I'm mm-hmm. thinking you sewing into it. And I would come into the salon and I would listen. I would watch you speak into the lives of these women. And you know what? Let me tell you something. Now God has entrusted us to have employees that we're lifting them up. And, you know, because I, as I was sharing with one of my senior stylists, you know, the majority of our staff, they were either Christians or believed in God or they were church. And we have gotten to a place now where I believe we have matured enough that God are, God is entrusting us with a staff that's not churched. Mm. And so now we are introducing them and all and ushering them into the presence of God. Wow. And I could not have done it unless I was the owner of that salon because it's the owner that you didn't want to be, Vicky. The owner I didn't want to be. <laughs> That's it. The possibility that you said uh-uh. exactly. No. Mm-mm. So, no. so Vicky, if you had if you had three or four things, just mm-hmm. bullet points that you would say to women today, no matter mm-hmm. what business they're starting, mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you think is critical, whether they're a startup business or whether they've been mm-hmm. in business for a while, mm-hmm. what would what would it be? Well, number one, and I have to say this, you must know that God has assigned you to be in business. You cannot go into business to become rich or famous. It must be God led. And when it's God led, because I several things I tell the people I mentor for business, when it's God led, you can give away all the time, give your time away, give your, because when it's God led, nobody can have what is meant for you. Nobody can have. You can't. I, I, you know, I used to be real concerned about building up uh, other hairdressers clientele that worked for me and then they would leave. That used to burn my britches. And God stopped me and said, listen, there's nothing that I have for you that somebody else can get. So what they have is what I'm using you for to get to them. Wow. And it reminds me of what your other lady said about the tree and the fruit. 
you're the tree, give the fruit away. And that's what you have to remember to be, make sure that you are called by God, give your fruit away. And there's and another thing he told me, you don't quit till God said, you don't quit until I tell you. And so I've, I've quit several times, a, a gazillion of times. And God has always come through. And I'm going to say this, because of what God told me in 1994, I have been able to not only survive COVID, but many other financial catastrophes and come out on the better side. I have been financially more stable now than I ever have been. Been able to pay all of my operators and in the process of giving them raises. That's what I have to say. You have to you have to stay in tune with God and never stop learning. Never stop growing. I mean, you know, I mean that. I stay in touch with Barbara. Surround yourself with mentors and and people that that are smarter than you, that are, know more than you, that for me, that I know are prayer warrior because I need somebody that's praying for me, that is praying and they, they're going to hear from God. So, you know, that's why Barbara can never leave my life, you know, until only way we're going to be separated is through I'll, I'll the grave. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and, then I'm a, and then and then I'm going to see her up in heaven. <laughs> But I, I believe in that and surrounding myself. Uh, another thing, give and it shall be given unto you. We mentor with cops. And this is Coalition for Temporary Shelter, which now they've changed their vision, giving people opportunities to succeed. So this organization, what they do, they take families and they teach them how to go from poverty to sustainability. And so we're a part of that. Find avenue to give back. Got to, because guess what? People don't, listen, God don't care about how much money you have in the bank. He cares about how many people's lives are you actually touching and changing. It's 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 enough out here for everybody. And, and if you just be led by God, and even, even if you're working for somebody, work hardly as unto the Lord, be loyal. Because see, it's all about finding God, can they, he trust you? Because he wants you to succeed, but he has to prepare your character. To succeed. And everything that we go through, ladies, is to prepare our characters to succeed. Yeah. He says he would show us how to have good success. Yes. Vicki, I am just so proud. I know that you are in the process of opening another salon. Yes. And so just tell us briefly about the second salon that you'll be opening. Okay. Time where God leads. Okay. So, um, we were in the process 2000 and started in 2007, opening up Naturally Glamorous, which is located uh, 17611 Grand River. God made a way for us to purchase the building. And because of COVID, it is now paid off. And so we have this building and waiting. And as soon as COVID is finished, uh, I believe God is going to give me the instructions and the people how and when it's, it's going to duplicate. It's going to look like glamour salon. And what he said to me is that he wanted me to create a financial legacy for others. So set the salons up, give the individual that will manage that salon an opportunity to meet the same financial people that I have had a chance to meet and then sell them the business. So ladies, I, you heard today, not only the a beginning you heard a middle mm -hmm. and you heard a sustainable ongoing business but not only in business but 
lessons and legacy. Mm -hmm. And we'll have to have Vicky come back later and we're going to talk about legacy. But Vicky, I want to thank you for being with us today mm -hmm. on High Capacity Woman Show. We love having you. And I just love the fact that there are so many women out here that need to know how to allow their faith to fuel their business. And I think yes. you just gave us such a blueprint today. Let me say this one thing, because I, I left this out. You must learn how to be a servant leader. What is a servant leader, Vicki? A servant leader is someone who uh, shows their team by example. So you be the example. Don't be the first one out the door. You be the last one out the door. Help others. Help your team members. Show them how to function in that business by doing, by caring about them after hours, not just while they're working for you. So you have to be a servant leader. That means uh, I they got paid and I didn't get paid. That means uh, when they needed help with their client, I helped them. That means I, they saw me sweeping floors, cleaning bathrooms, pouring them a cup of coffee. When I think of what you just said, there's so many words that come to mind in terms of integrity, loyalty, character. Mm -hmm. um, humbleness is so many things that are embodied in that. And there's so many things that are embodied in business. Yeah. Um, but we don't check our spirit and our head when we walk into our business. Right. We take it with us That's and perfect. we serve our clients and we That's serve perfect. our customers yes. with everything in us. And the other thing that you said, I want people to just remember is to continue to grow. Yeah. You never arrive. The minute you think you've arrived, check yourself. As my husband would say, check yourself before you wreck yep. yourself. Come on. All right. Because it is the danger to you in business to think that you've arrived. Vicki, tell us how we can reach you online. Okay. Um, and uh, you told us where you were located. Give us that yes. address again. Okay. Give us your uh, Instagram handle and how okay. we can see the beautiful work that you oh. all do. Oh, thank you. Okay. Well, you can reach us at 248-423-7776. Uh, That's the salon number. Um, you can also come in and see our facility at 28801 Southfield Road, and that's in Lathrop Village, uh, Michigan, of course. Uh, we do have a website, and that's www.glamoursalons, that's spelled G-L-A-M-O-U-R-S-A-L-O-N-S.com. Also, we're on Instagram, and that's at Glamour Salon. Um, we do have a Facebook page uh, and you can look up Glamour Salon and it should pop up or Glamorous Vicky J. Um, and uh, I do have a, a cell phone number. So if you want to reach me at my cell, you're welcome to 248-225-6172. I would be happy to talk to you about business. Um, it's impossible to tell you everything in this 45 minutes because it's so much. I could write a book, but uh, I All thank right, God. Kevin, she needs to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> she just prophesied to herself she's going to write a book. Oh, Vicki. Vicki, thank you for coming. And um, I want to say to everyone that all her information will be in the show notes. So thank we you. will have all her information and how you can contact her in the show notes. So just look below. I want you to take this time to look below and subscribe to the podcast and make sure you like this session of the podcast. Victoria Johnson, thank you for blessing us and gracing us with your presence, thank but you. also your knowledge and your wisdom. Thank you, Barbara, for being part of that reason why I have the <laughs> knowledge and the wisdom.
Thank you. Okay. All right. We want to thank you ladies for tuning in today and make sure that you tune into our show every Tuesday at 10 o'clock AM as we introduce you to these fabulous business women, high capacity women. Bye-bye. She leads, she's powerful. She's strong, unforgettable. She knows what she's about and she's building from the inside out and she's a high